baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good evening, folks. It's time for episode 26 of its news to us, WRVA's daily podcast, talking about the news. And mostly now we've been talking about the heat. You know, it's basically basically been the main story this week. Yeah, yeah. Here, here there, and everywhere. So I'll ask you, since you've been uh, you've been out of the uh, the office uh, a little more today than I have, is how bad is it out there? Um. Well. Um, it's bad, uh, but I was only out for a little bit on the way home, and that was only uh, to, um, you know, walk to the car from the building, and it was bad enough. And it took my car a while to get the AC in effect because I hate rolling down the windows when it's that hot because it just blows hot air in, you know. So, I mean, yeah, when I checked the mail, I went to go check the mail when I got home, and I was walking outside there, and it was, yeah, plenty hot for sure. I'll tell you, one of the uh, things that I run into the most, especially with the, the hot temperatures, is, you know, I use my phone for my GPS. And after a while, it just stops working because the sun is blaring down on the window. Too hot. Just, yeah, it just, the phone, the phone just shuts down, basically. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I got to got to be careful with yeah, that. That's, but, that's a that's a real concern. And people yeah. if like that they leave their phone in the car. I mean, people are like tethered to their phone these days but if you accidentally leave your phone in the car that's one of the things i mean it's not as you know serious as leaving a human or a living thing in the car but it's still bad yeah and and thankfully actually we haven't had any reports of anybody doing that uh Mm. i know we had that 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 deadly one a couple weeks ago but uh thankfully at least in this this most recent um heat wave we haven't seen um or heard of any cases like that here. Yeah. Well, this, this heat wave is just starting. So hopefully true. it'll continue true. to be the case. True, true, true. So please pay attention to what you have in the yeah. car and make sure yeah. everything gets out of the Do car. Do a double, triple check, make sure everyone is out of the car and whatever. Exactly. So, so I, I spoke to, uh, to Megan this afternoon. Uh, we're under a heat advisory for tomorrow. So that means with the humidity, it, it's going to feel like 105 to 109. Mm. And then real temperatures for Saturday are going to hit 100. Okay, so they were saying 99 earlier today, so they're they're actually upping upping that up a degree. Yeah, she 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 uh, she said uh, she she put down 100 for uh, for Saturday. So, it, and that's before the humidity. So with the humidity, it's going to feel even worse. And what's worse is it's going to be humid, and we're not going to get any real storms until like uh, until like uh, Monday. So it's it's going to be humid, but not stormy. And from what I understand, at least what they were saying earlier today, that. Um, the only real chance we have for rain is tomorrow. And that's kind of like a scattered, not widespread sort of thing. Other than that, it's going to be dry for the next six days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. She, she said uh, storms possible tomorrow, but not everyone. And then more likely storms on Monday. Okay. Um, and then, and then it cools down to 90. <laughs> so for those who are listening to the podcast, I did air quotes. Yes. For the right. So, um, um, but yes, uh, and I think 90 is kind of the average for this time of year. So, yeah, um, yeah, so yeah, we'll go down to back to average on Monday. 
Exactly. And, and, and of course, all of this comes as the president is talking about climate change. Everybody in Europe is talking about climate change. And actually, we spoke to uh, Tim Kaine today as he was holding his weekly uh, media briefing, basically. And um, basically, he said he would be in favor of President Biden uh, declaring a national emergency because of climate. Um, now, the president did not do that when he ha- held his climate announcement today. He announced several actions dealing with the impacts of climate, uh, but mm-hmm. did not declare an emergency. But but uh, Senator Kane said he would support a declaration. Uh, that being said, he said, you know, the, the issue with an emergency declaration is not so much the declaration itself, but what actions are taken because of it. And then he'll judge the actions less so than actually declaring it an emergency. Um, for example, he, he noted that President Trump declared the southern border a national emergency during his time in office and then moved money from the Pentagon to deal with building a wall on the southern border, which Kane opposed. I said, you know, that took money away from Pentagon projects. So, you know, if, if it's something that he would oppose, you know, Biden doing on climate, you know, he, he would have to see the uh, the actual actions before making any you know firm decisions on you know, whether or not it's a good idea to declare an emergency. He supports the declaration, but the actions are, are what counts. Yeah, there's, you know, kind of the devil is in the details as far as getting that emergency happening. Very much so. That was a, you, you said in like five words what I was trying to say. <laughs> in five That's what I'm here for. Yes, exactly. So yeah, exactly. Devils and devils in the details. Um, and, and he pointed out, you know, th- that you're seeing impacts of climate change, for example, in Hampton Roads, whenever it rains, you have flooding in Hampton Roads because of, of sea level issues. Um, and it happens a lot more um, these days in Hampton Roads than it ever used to. And that's yeah. in part because the sea is, is rising. So, and you yeah. see it also, you see it in Tangier Island as the island is, you know, being taken over in spots by, uh, by sea level rise. So mm-hmm. I think they've said it's going to be only habitable for another 50 or so years, you know, without, if, no, if nothing changes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, other story we focused on today, uh, this had nothing to do do with heat directly, um, is uh, the Richmond Henrico Health District has received uh, some of its first major shipments of monkeypox vaccine. Yes, we're talking about monkeypox. We're not even talking about COVID now. We're, we're, we're switching yeah. to a different different disease. Uh, but there have been increasing cases of monkeypox in areas where it's not normally seen. It's, it's, it's a yeah. disease that's endemic in Afri- parts of Africa, but we're starting to, lately we've been seeing cases in, in other places in Europe, in Canada, um, and now, you yeah. know, more so yeah. in the US. Yeah. Um, but the Richmond and Rico Health District received uh, a, a shipment of 160 doses and they have started to give them out Working with community partners, they uh, started to give them out um, today and over the last couple of days, and they're continuing to do so. But they're also creating an interest form to see who is interested in getting the vaccine if and when they get more and to help judge how much they need and how much to ask for. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I was off last week and I wasn't really up to date on the latest monkeypox news, but it's still a concern if you have close contact with someone who has monkeypox. I mean, it's not something that could be transmitted through the air. I I have seen, and you know, again, I am, let me stress, I am not a doctor. I'm a news director. Um, I have seen some reports that say that it is minimally 
airborne, um, but it is much more a concern um, with contact. Okay, um, and bodily fluids, that bodily sort of fluids, thing. things along along that line, and and this will sort. I'll sort of get into that a little bit more when I discuss who is eligible actually to re, to receive the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, we've only had one case here in Central Virginia, which is which is good news. Um, and with this interest form. They're asking people to sign up. It doesn't guarantee a vaccine. There are certain eligibility requirements. And as we discussed, it deals with bodily contact. And the cases are being seen predominantly in um, communities of, and I'll be blunt, gay men. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so they're high on the list. They're considered to be uh, the most eligible for receiving this vaccine. Um, So the eligibility is, is gay men. Um, transgender women who have sex with men, sex workers, because of the contact yeah. that occurs there, um, that is why they're they're considered to be the most eligible. So, what what sort of form does this vaccine take? Um, it is it is a I mean it, it's a pox. It's you know it's like smallpox. It's like I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like how many is it like a two dose series? That that I don't I don't know okay. what, what gotcha. you know whether it's a shot or whether it's you know a pill or whatever. Um, I will say that the disease itself, it's, it's a pox. It's like chicken, oh, sure. it's chicken pox, smallpox. It's, 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 it's skin rash. Um, right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just, a bad, it's a very, very bad rash. Right. And it's not something that you've, you've got like the shingles vaccine or something like that would protect you from this. I, I, I have, I have heard reports that small, the smallpox vaccine offers some, um, some protection, but um, I don't. I don't believe chickenpox vaccines offer offer right. offer that much protection. But I see again, stressing. I am not a doctor. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm actually all you these asking you all these medical questions when you're clearly not a doctor. You're good, not a doctor. Um, but anyways, the the long story short of that story is that they have some uh, vaccine. They have been doling it out uh, in working with their community partners. They're looking to find out who else is interested in getting it you know, dealing again with these eligible groups and uh, so they can go and ask for additional vaccine. Right. And the fact that you said they only got, I can't remember the exact number, like 165 doses. It means that it's not that widespread of a concern. Well, it, it's, it's not only that, it's just the, the availability is limited too. as right. well. They're working, you know, they're working to get as much in as they can to try. It, and it's not it. like the COVID vaccine where a no. lot of people wanted to get that. In no, fact. no, no. No, and and again, like I said, they're limiting the eligible groups too, as yes. well. So, mm-hmm. so that's predominantly what we're looking at. A um, couple of court cases we we had a, a quick eye on today, um, and this is not stuff that we actually had in our, our newscasts, uh, mostly because it's a little complicated, um, you know. And uh, also, they they were basically just n- named a few more dates. Um, the um, Michael Hardy. Um, for those of you who may remember, there was a. Um, situation where police in Henrico went to a house uh, not far from uh, Three Chapped and Patterson. I want to say it was in that Three Chapped and Horsepen, is that right? Horsepen, yeah, some, that in general Horsepen area. Horsepen and Patterson, maybe. Yeah, yeah, in that that triangle-like area yes. um, um, over over um, where they all U of R. Yeah, um, and um, they went to a home and found it, they said, booby-trapped. Um, and also with weapons and potential drugs and potential explosives. So they had to evacuate part of the neighborhood. Well, the man who owned that home, who lived in that home, uh, was in court today. Um, and basically, they set up a trial date for him for October. 
It's late October the 25th and the 26th, I believe. Um, some of the charges were dismissed, including, uh, I think, uh, living in a or maintaining a fortified drug house. I'm not sure exactly the details because, again, we were not in court when when this hearing went on. But again, they set a trial date. Also in court today, um, the Richmond police officer accused of assaulting and obstructing a Chesterfield uh, sheriff's deputy during a party in which separately a teenager was killed. Um, he had a court appearance, and I guess he's going to be back in court September 12th. So okay. you know, basically yeah. just moved, moved some court court Continuation cases. court cases. Yeah, basically we're just moving them along in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no, no huge news to come out of either other than those two dates. So. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned this, and you could have, but in case to jog people's memory about this Enrico situation, about a majority of the neighborhood where this guy lived had to be evacuated for like a day. Correct. And this all started with a... Um, call for a domestic situation at a separate house in Henrico. And they also arrested the guy's, uh, I believe, girlfriend um, as well in this whole case. It was a very, very complex yeah, very case. Very odd case to begin yeah, with. Yeah, very, very, very odd case. Um, complex, complex uh, story there. Um, and, and we'll follow it as it continues on. But again, they, they just moved that to uh, trial in, in late October. So. Mm-hmm. so. That's basically what we have for you today. Obviously, we're going to be keeping an eye on the heat for the rest of the week. Um, and, um, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, utilities like Dominion, they're going to be probably on alert to make sure that uh, power grids are keeping up with demand. Yes. Having, having talked to Dominion multiple times in situations like these, of course, uh, they uh, they uh, stress it's not the first hot day that's the problem. It's the day yeah. upon day upon day upon day, yeah. and that's what we're looking. And, at. And that so, that's that's going to happen. Yep. So so that's the latest uh, for, from here. Again, this has been episode twenty six. Uh, he's Jeff Stapleton. I'm Matt Demline. Please leave us a review. Please listen to this. Please, um, you know, tell your friends and have them listen to it. Uh, we appreciate the listenership, and obviously we want to grow the audience as well. We want to give you a different way to get your news, sometimes a little bit more in-depth. So anyways, that's the, that's its news to us for today. We will talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.